When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we're covering the NFL Draft on our next upcoming show. So check out that as well. And the Aaron Rodgers trade. So don't miss that on our next show. Plus also as well, Game Source. Of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Soro today. As Ox1947, you know he's rejoicing, and so is the entire crew at LakersBall.com. Plus, also as well, support his awesome business in the Southern California area. If you need a new lawn today at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. Plus, also as well, Magic Man in the morning. Every Friday morning, even though he will not be there, there will be a Magic Man replacing him for that Friday only. So go ahead and check out Magic Man in the morning every Friday morning right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break channel. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, please subscribe below to go ahead and get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with our latest Lakers Fast Break programming. We are almost at 600 subscriptions, almost at 100,000 downloads, almost at 100,000 as far as the number of views on YouTube. So we're really hitting some high numbers, and it's all because of you. So be part of the action today at Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our good friends, Laker Tom, you know he's loving it. He might even stop by tonight. He's always found at Lakerholics.com, along with Jamie Sweet. Big shout-out to him. The John McCainlian channel, go ahead and like and subscribe to there because you know he's happy about him being part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. So go ahead and subscribe today. You'll see them all with the different LA hats each and every time out. Also as well, go ahead and support our good friend Stone Hansen at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. You know he's covering the NBA Draft with his good friends like no other. So go ahead and check out the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. If you could do all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers heading into game four was getting kind of nervous. and as Mr. Magic Man and everybody has been showing on the graphics that for every game four in the NBA playoffs, whoever wins game four 
wins the series 79% of the time. So it is pivotal that the Lakers must have game was tonight for game four. And they started off a little shaky, but actually came back by the end of the first quarter to gain a lead. And by the end of the first half, they had at one time a 15 point lead heading into late in the second quarter, but they went on a run. The Grizzlies did the Memphis Grizzlies, but to close the gap to two and in the third quarter, kind of pulled a lead on the Lakers for about five, seven points. But the Lakers came back, charged strong behind some clutch shooting by D'Angelo Russell, behind some other great play from Austin Reeves, some contests, some great D by Rui Hashimura. And the Lakers came back in overtime where they relied on two players that they haven't been able to rely on the whole game. And LeBron James... Who's old now as he went ahead and scored a decisive basket on Dylan Brooks's face right there when it mattered the most. And Anthony Davis came back strong as well, struggled the entire game. But when it came down to it and the Lakers needed the most, those two pulled it through. And the Lakers, in a true team effort in the fourth quarter and overtime, take the victory to take a commanding 3-1 to series lead 117 to 111 and here today to talk about today's tremendous game that had us rolling all over the place with emotions i was so nervous playback.tv saw sacred fast break the guys couldn't make it there with me but i had an awesome crew aussie was so nervous he was in australia he had to go down to the pub for a beer because he was just so nervous he couldn't take it devotion fl24 j row Everyone, that was a great part of what we're doing. Raphael, they were just so awesome on the playback, and we were all nervous. But tell you what, Joe and Sean came back in time to go ahead and check this out, and it definitely was worth it because the Lakers pulled it out in overtime. And here today to talk about today's game, two great guys indeed. You got to go ahead and check out him normally every Friday. There will be a replacement in me for just this Friday, but he's usually there every Friday. It is Magic Man and the morning host. It is Sean Grice and Sean, the guy who couldn't get out of Toronto traffic, but for a very good reason. You only could have heard it why on playback because it's not for uh, general audiences per se. But I will say, great to have you here, my friend. While I was going ballistic, Joe was going ballistic, you had that inner sense of calm and zen because you knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to call myself no Shoshamas right now, Gerald, but uh, but uh, I was feeling pretty relaxed tonight. Um, and I, I have to admit, um, you know, as, as nervous as most people would have been, um, you know, I had a good sense that they knew how bad it was to get this game. If you get this game, and me and Joe were talking about it on the snack pack. You just you just firmly plant that seed right in the middle of their skull about doubt. And Joe Joe mentioned just stepping on someone's throat and twisting, not letting off, just twisting. And unfortunately, Gerald, you know, like you were nervous as hell. I, I was getting the updates and I was I was seeing the box score, but I wasn't watching it until we we got into the the thick of it and for a while it was my, brutal, my friend. It was, yeah, it did it, it it was. So I'm gonna watch rewatch it tonight and see what I missed. But uh, Gerald, look, uh, 
I don't care about the shooting numbers tonight. D'Lo played fantastic. Bravo to D'Lo. He hit three huge. The second half. Huge the second shot. half. Let's yeah, just say the second did. half. He did. He did. Well, you know what? You got to come through for your team eventually. And unfortunately, he fouled out, but he did hit those big shots. Um, Austin Reeves came back with a good game. Um, what, you know, what else can we say about Rui other than, you know, being completely impressed with, uh, the, the way he's, uh, he gave you what himself. you needed on the yeah. defensive side of the game this time. Yes. Yes. And, uh, up against guys like, uh, Bain and, uh, Tillman on the perimeter. Triple J. Triple J. Rui can hold his own. He's he's a he's a physical specimen. So he was able to to in his own way neutralize uh, Memphis's athleticism to an extent. So it was uh, a noble effort all around, especially in that fourth quarter. They had to dig deep, and um, like like uh, everybody was pointing out astutely at the end of the at the end of uh, overtime, the Lakers looked a little gassed. Darvin Ham called the timeout. It was, uh, as Joe said, it was uh, it was an opportune timeout. It was good timing as well. Um, they came back, ran a good play, got a good uh, shot of the basket. Uh, AD made uh, one of two three throws, but uh, overall, Gerald three one baby. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting closer and closer to singing that Dandy Don Meredith song, and I will belt it out. As soon as we get that fourth win, but we're oh so close. We're also close to turning out the lights, my friend, because that is the song I think you're thinking of. Also here today, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out at Sox 1947 today at LakersBall.com. Plus also as well, you got to go ahead and check him out at Simblades, SimbladesWithTheY.com. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe. Great to have you here, my friend. You checked in in the second half. I know you had a lot of busy work to do at Simblades because you know what? It's so popular getting all the business there at Simblades.com. Great business, great deals, great phone calls, and a great game to top it all for you tonight. Yes, it's been phone calls, basketball, and fun. Yeah, that's it. That's that was it. beautiful, Z. The way he contested, Rui contested. That was just beautiful, Z. It was. It was a absolutely fantastic game. Even if the Lakers had lost this game, it still would have been fantastic. But obviously, it's even more fantastic now that they've won. And if there's one thing that has hasn't changed and will likely never change, is superstars, mega stars in these kind of games make a huge difference. And LeBron James is, I'd say, if he was ever warranted to do this, it was right after the game ended. And that's all we asked LeBron to do. LeBron, you next to Jordan, you are the best player I've ever seen that can get to the basket. When you get to the basket, good things happen. Don't pass it out in those situations. I know it's the right basketball play, but you're LeBron James. I'd rather get the two points when it's LeBron James going for the layup or the dunk. It was a tale of four quarters in terms of our role players making an impact. 
So looking at it from the first quarter, without a doubt, Vanderbilt was the guy. Vanderbilt was having, I think he might have had a career game tonight uh, in the playoffs, especially. He was especially he, that first that first quarter. Correct. Uh, he he hit two threes from the corner. Almost hit three threes. Uh, just went in and out. But he he was the third guy, or I should say the second guy, because AD really didn't have a good game tonight. But he was the role player that took took over in the first quarter. The second quarter, you know, you're you you you. You go, you go up 15 points and you get another lull. Uh, and and we, we talked about this this morning as well, is these lulls, even though it wasn't the same lull I was talking about to end the quarter, this lull took a little bit longer. They kind of ran into the lull before that. They just could not stop Memphis. Memphis went on a run and they ended up uh, closing it to, to two points to the half when they were just up 15. Third quarter, uh, you had... A pretty much even quarter back and forth. And then once they got into the fourth quarter, you're, I mean, what can you say about D'Angelo Russell, man? I mean, he was struggling until it mattered. And he had three crucial threes that in no way this game wins without those threes. Memphis went up seven. They had all the momentum. And then he kept them in the game enough to where they could Make a final run and get it into overtime, and then once overtime hit, uh, I guess they 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 sunk in even more in what they had, and they were able to. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the that last play uh, with 0.8 seconds left in regulation, AD making that block and LeBron hitting the three quarter shot. I know that didn't count, and I know it was just an avoidance of getting beat, but it said something. It said something like, "Hey." These guys are going to finish this game, and it's exactly what they did. I do want to ask you before I send it to Sean, something we've said all season, when the game is on the line and the Lakers do not need a three, you see all the time these NBA teams go to a three-point shot, a reliance on that three-point shot, even when they don't need it. We've been saying all season, you know, we admired so much about the Boston game where LeBron took it to the hoop. Yes, didn't get the call. But that's exactly what you want to do is take it to the hoop at the final seconds when you don't need a three. This is exactly what you want them doing when it comes down to the stretch, not settling for the three one-on-one behind the arc, shooting a 27-footer. You want them taking the basket and taking your chances there. Yes, it's it's important that it's important to make the right call, even if you missed a shot. Now, Rui got a little bit of crap, especially from Gerald Glassford, for not making that layup and got, he should have passed the ball to AD. He, I, I, I understand that, but his focus was to try to make the shot and he didn't, he wasn't anticipating. If you watch triple J and I know he's the defensive player of the year, but he, he, it looked like he jumped an extra mm-hmm. foot on that play. I don't know what the hell he jumped off of, but he jumped off of something and it looked like his elbow was on the rim. It was the, it was a, you know, you can't make decisions off in, in a second. He was trying to get the, to the to the ball to make the shot, and he didn't make it. I I don't mind effort. I don't mind trying to make a play as long as it's a smart play. I know Schroeder was making some mistakes that he shouldn't make. Uh, but the thing is, one thing that I got out of this game is every miss. it seemed like every mistake D'Angelo Russell made or Derek, Dennis Schroeder made, 
they made up for it with amazing uh, an amazing play not too long after that. Um, I I don't I, we can't run a perfect game here, and you have to understand that Memphis is a very 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 good team, and their defense is is phenomenal. Their defense is phenomenal. Anyone they play the rest of the way, I mean, I don't even think Boston's defense is this good. This is the best defense I've seen all year, no doubt. I feel like once the Lakers, should they win this series, they're going to have a little bit of like an exhale of like, okay, all right, we're going to have to deal with these Bulldogs. I mean, everybody on this team, except for John Morant, who has the, the freaking speed of Usain Bolt with a basketball, Everyone looks like a football player with speed, with 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 just nastiness. No, they're 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 pigs. They're pigs. They I mean, they'll just they, get right out. Yeah, yeah, they don't they're, care. They're 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 a phenomenal, phenomenal defensive team, and you have to put that into consideration. And you have to give the Lakers credit for playing physical like this. Even a and 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 ad, you know, not having a good night tonight had a lot to do with the fact that they had two guys on him the whole night and he was getting the crap beat out of him. And you know, that it happens. This is, this is, this is how it works sometimes. Go ahead. So yeah. So Memphis shot nine of 42 from three. Um, Let's, let's also give some, some credit to the defensive game plan that ham had again. Um, He's just, he's lulling Memphis into falling in love with three point shots that, that, Percentages say they're not going to make most of the time, Gerald. As much as uh, everybody wanted to point to the fact that the Lakers had the advantage in the first two games on the three, um, uh, the fact of the matter is is that they're both they were both average three point shooting teams. And again, uh, we me and Joe talked. Well, I talked about it before Joe came on, but coming into this game. Memphis had shot one of 19 from above the break threes from the left-hand side of the court. Tonight, they were three of 10. They, Ham and the defense is able to siphon and funnel Memphis into either taking those short corner threes or those above the break ones because, Gerald, for some reason, Memphis has decided they're allergic to the mid-range. They will not take mid-range shots. They'd rather take contested shots at the rim, which, again, is kind of confounding uh, uh, on top of, you know, everybody need everybody shooting a three when a two would suffice. Uh, that's also a little confusing. You'd sacrifice uh, maybe a 40 45% mid-range shot for a contested rim shot that maybe has a 25% chance of going in. But you'll you'll take the easy two over the over the more difficult two. Got to pick your poison in the playoffs, and 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 you got to take sometimes what the defense gives you. And Memphis isn't taking advantage of it. Our game plans are is working. Once again, the Lakers do win with an outstanding overtime and fourth quarter to go ahead and pull out the victory. Joe, I want to get it back to you. When it comes to what you saw from Darvin Ham today, again, I still have issues with the stagnant way the offense does not move and it's so reliant on the isolation. Still, when it came down to it, the Lakers were able to pull enough. Like you talk about, it's just when it comes to the offense so much, it seems like 
we want to go ahead and say we have more talent than you. And, it, you know, it get, they get away with it. They get away with it. But, my gosh, AD, you know, tonight they had a really good handle on, on the Memphis Grizzlies side. They had them struggling throughout the entire game. But, you know what, the Lakers were able to go ahead as a team, as a unit, with so many different players, whether it was uh, Austin Reeves coming up with 21, LeBron James coming up with 20 and 20, just an outstanding game for him. 22 and 20 rebounds, seven assists for him. Dennis Schroeder chipping in with 12. Uh, you know, they, they did get the contributions even on a day where Anthony Davis only struggled with 12 points. You know, it's 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 difficult to run an offense fluidly when you haven't done it all year. I don't know if Darvin Ham has an offensive philosophy that he can uh, go into each game game in and game out and, and be able to adapt to whichever defense he's going to face. The LeBron James offense has always been a little more freelance than a system. So that probably plays a part in it. It also plays a part in that most of these guys have only played it with each other for two months. So not to get ahead of myself here, but this team likely will need a training camp if these guys, if most of these guys should come back, need a training camp to acclimate themselves in a rhythm and a chemistry that would probably warrant a little bit more fluid offense. Uh, but then again, you're still looking at LeBron James. LeBron James controls the ball. LeBron James decides if he wants to kick it out, go to the hole, whatever, whatever. Um, but... I, I didn't see any issues with Darvin Ham making decisions on how to run the offense. The issues that I saw were bad decisions by the players. Schroeder throwing to Darvin Ham, Schroeder throwing somewhere, jump passing to the corner where no one's there. Uh, these mistakes, or LeBron shooting from three, and, and again, I'm going to end that on a good thing. LeBron stopped doing that towards the end. He almost pulled up one time, I think it was like with a couple minutes left, and he kind of went like this. That's smart basketball. That's what we want. When something's not working, don't keep doing it, especially in a game like this. So to me, if you're going to make mistakes, I, I used to always love watching Heinz Ward play in football. Every time he drop a pass, or whatever, it always seemed like the next play he'd get a seven-yard out or a 12-yard in and, and make up for the mistake. That's what you need to do We, we in, in, in this situation as well. You're not perfect, which means learn from your lesson. Learn learn the lesson from the last play. Don't do jump passes in the, when you don't have to. Don't throw the ball out of control. Be in control and try to get the ball to the right people. And Towards the end, they did. They 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 ran as well as they could have. They were effective. They made baskets. Uh, AD towards the end was effective. He got key tippins that changed the momentum at that moment, and it was big. Uh, I I don't I don't really see anything really wrong in this game because you have two teams that absolutely played at, at, at the highest level of basketball that you can see. Everyone played at a high level. Even the ones that didn't play well played at a high level. And you should thank 
both teams. And I know the refs got a lot of crap today, uh, at least on game uh, game time on LakersBall.com. But I actually didn't think they actually did a bad job tonight. I think they let them play a little bit. And that's what – I don't care if you're going to let them be physical as long as it's even. Okay, If you're not going to call a foul on a little brush from one side, don't call on the other. And they did that. They did that. I would like to not have as much stoppage. You know, that tends to kind of ruin the game a little bit. But I didn't see any issues with the officiating at all, um, even though there were some clear – I thought most of the fouls were really good calls. And 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 you had two teams that were playing lights-out basketball, and what someone's going to have to win. And it just so happens that the Lakers won, and we, we kind of get the best of both worlds there. Great game, great officiating, and then, of course, we, we watch the Lakers win a, win a, win a, win a game and, and go up 3-1. Once again, the Lakers do win 117-111. to 111. It's Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Grice. It's me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Uh, you know what, Tycoon, you said it best. Uh, Jimmy Butler was unreal today, and they were down by 12 with about six minutes left in the game, and I thought that game was over. And he literally put Miami, his whole entire team, on his back and carried it to a victory. We can't that literally was, put a team on your it back. It was okay, figuratively fine. There you go. You know, That's better figuratively. English. Yeah, yeah there All you right. go. All right, fine. See how you are. But once again, it's the league's best rank. So, Gerald, I, I, I'd just like to, to point out um, it's it's also uh, flower time for LeBron as well. Um, he joins an exclusive uh, club in Lakers history, like exclusive. For the uh, all, game today? Yeah, there are only five members, and he's one of them. Um, Wilt, Kareem, Baylor, Shaq, James, um, all Lakers who've averaged 20-20 in a playoff game, and he did it in a win. I, I think that's what he would love more. Yeah, it's great I got a 20-20 game, but we won, and we're up 3-1. That's I think all that matters. And that I matters. think all five of those gentlemen would all have the same attitude as well. That's great. I had a 2020 game. Did we win? Yes, that's all that matters. And you know what? The best part about it was when it counted the most, that isolation. And I understand, you know, again, I've been saying it as Z and I go back and forth and all respect to Z, much love. Uh, you know, when they go to so much isolation in the fourth quarter and in overtime and it just throughout the game is so reliant on it. Sometimes it's just so much easier to guard the Lakers when that happens. But you know what? When it came down to it and you needed an isolation play, Joe, was it so satisfying for you that the most critical play of the game was LeBron taking it on Dylan Brooks, driving right by him, and making him look goofy as he scored the winning basket or basket that pretty much sealed the well victory. it's 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 the it's the 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 correct play is lebron james when you need two points to go to the hole yeah and you have ad there to back you up so why wouldn't you do that play it's just so such smart basketball it's such smart basketball smart basketball makes you feel good even if he had missed it, it's still the right call. And that's the right call. You're LeBron James. You want to do this? Well, when you do this, you have to do this. Right? See it?
see how that works. So let me ask you this. Fried Chicken's got this in the uh, comments, and I just want to get you. Uh, PG-13 guys, a healthy PG-13, or Jimmy Butler? I, I'm saying playoff Butler for me every single time. I mean, uh, when it comes down to it, you know, playoff Jimmy Butler is so much better than anything PG-13 has ever done in the postseason. Uh, uh, yes, Gerald. I was I was there in 2019. I saw what he did with that offense. Did you see um, what he did in the finals against the Lakers? Yes, of course. Like, come on. He like, gave everything. Everything. There's no comparison between playoff Jimmy and PG-13. PG-13 hasn't gotten to a finals. Jimmy has. Yeah, I just more, like you said, uh, more heart. Absolutely more heart. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Jimmy's Joe, all this. Your thoughts on this real quick, and we'll get back to the Lakers here. I just wanted to hear your opinion on it. PG-13, a healthy PG-13 or Jimmy I, I don't. Butler? I don't know why that's even a question. Well, fried chicken was bringing up in the in the chat. I'm just uh, sharing our thoughts on. It. Well, fried chicken needs to change his name to grilled chicken with that question. It's, it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't. That's like saying who's better, LeBron or or uh, or John Morant in the playoffs. I mean, During the regular season, it, you know, I would give it PG-13 because Jimmy Butler really does not care in the regular season. But playoff come playoff time. He's one of those players that turns it up. I'm I'm going to give him all the credit in the world because you see he actually cares and turns it up like the few other players do. It, uh, it warms my heart that he makes you happy while, while the playoffs are on. Well, it's just enjoyable to watch as a basketball fan. Yes, I, I'm I'm happy you're well, happy. Are we ever, didn't you I, say yourself you're a basketball fan, Joe? Mm-hmm. But I'm not, you know, slobbering over Jimmy Butler and oh, all these people. I'm answering his question. By the way, don't worry, fried chicken. I've sent out some fire trucks to put out that burn that Sorrow just laid on you. That was so, so delicious. Hey, you can meet me in Temecula. That hasn't been the first time that that's been said. Oh, you got. Hey, all you got to do is look, look up this right here. You know what? And I'll say the address. You find me there, especially during the day. But if you go out, can you please order a lawn, you know, just while you're there? Well, there's plenty of people out there that uh, contact us. If you're going to challenge Joe to a fight, at least buy his products first. uh, (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Well, guys usually are, you know, they'll they'll, they'll scuffle and then they'll have a beer afterwards. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I've done that before. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough indeed. But once again, the Lakers do win 117 to 111. Sean, I bring it back to you, my friend. When it comes to what you see with the Lakers, they now shift the series up three games to one, only needing one more to finish off the series, going back to a very big, rowdy Memphis crowd, one of the toughest places to play in the NBA. They've already won there once. Can they do it again? Um, but, you know, being down 3-1, uh, you're up against it. And like you said, it's one of the more difficult environments to play in the NBA. And they have, like, that arena itself is, it, mm, it's modern in the sense that it, it you know, it, it's got the concession. It's got the concessions and all, but really, it's 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 more of a bowl, like kind of like what the old key arena used to be like, so the the crowd could feel like they're on top of you. 
So you're right. It can be a, a very difficult environment. Um, I think they can. Um, look, I, I just happen to think that um, what one thing that made me confident that the, the Lakers would win this series is that eventually, eventually what would happen is Memphis's youth and inexperience still um, would try would wilt eventually in the end, and it happened tonight. Like that, uh, they like you said, Gerald. The Lakers blew a fifteen point lead, so Memphis could have snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, but they they got their hand caught in the cookie jar. And the Lakers took advantage. And we talked about it um, earlier that, uh, you know, if you can use Memphis's over-aggressiveness against them, they don't really have a way of fighting back. It's like their quicksand. It's it's their uh, Achilles heel. Um, the more aggressive they become, uh, the more harder it is for them to come back, especially in a deficit. Because, look, we know they are the biggest front runners in, I think, in all of sports now, not just in the NBA. They they talk a big game when they're up 20 or 25, or you know, they they've got an eight game lead in the in this in the third seed. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, that they don't have the metal, they don't have they don't have titanium in their onions, and um, I I just think that a veteran team takes advantage of it eventually. One thing I do want to ask, and a good point, Scarlet and Blue brought this up, with Joe, the mention of what the Lakers are now going to have to go through. This is something we talked about right around the time that the Lakers lost Game 2, was that Game 2, losing that game, was kind of crucial for the Lakers simply because the fact is now that you're playing every other day, the Lakers don't have three days off like they had in the past week now they're playing every other game older guys such as lebron and ad on the wrong side of 30 you still see it as a problem or do you think that the lakers will overcome that at some point to go ahead and close out the series i don't see it being a problem i think the mentality changes during the playoffs they deal with pain a little bit better uh you know uh, 80s hip got hurt in this game i think yeah it might have played a factor in his he also got kicked in the groin yeah, he got he got beat up pretty well. And again, this is playoff basketball, guys. And you're playing, in my opinion, the best defense in the league. So I think the mentality has to be get these guys out of your way so you can get to the next round where it's going to be a little easier. Whether you're facing Golden State or Sacramento, you're going to have at least a, a softer team. Now, you're still going to have to deal with some idiot trying to slap you in the in the, in the schnick. Um, or kick uh, with with Draymond dumbass, but you know guys like Steph, guys like Clay, they're not going to really d you up in a sense of where you're you're feeling you're feeling like you're you're getting boxed. Um, I would be surprised if the Lakers win Game Five, uh, honestly, because this was such a high win they're bound to kind of come down a little bit and, and probably relax. However, beating a two seed as a seven seed and six is very admirable. So I'm picking the Lakers to win in six with a hope that they finish it in five. Although, you know what, if they start off the game well on, on Wednesday, 
that could give them the kind of energy that they need. Yeah, it would it would be nice. I think the Jekyll and Hyde games of AD. So we we had AD not play well, but we still won. What if he plays well now? But see, none of the none of that stuff matters. Each game has its own personality. We, <laughs> John Morant has played in four, in three game three of four games, and we've beaten the Grizzlies in three of those games, and we lost the game he wasn't playing in. Does that make any sense? This game, this series should have been a sweep. Actually, this should have been a sweep. They should not have lost game two, uh, and that was with Triple J kind of spraining his ankle on top of it. They should have won that game. But I said before, you make up for that loss by winning both games at home. So at this point, that game is obsolete. It doesn't matter anymore. Win the next one of the next two games, and it's all all done. Like, we're not sitting here dwelling about what happened. We're talking about a seventh seed beating a, a second seed that had a lot of talent and the best defense, in my opinion, in the league. So that's that's where we're that's where we have to be as far as AD's Jekyll and Hyde act act. I don't know. I don't know what what AD can do to start playing uh, uh, consecutive good games more than twice a game in a row. I don't know what's going to take. Maybe Memphis was able to curtail that. Maybe if he ends up playing Sacramento in the next round, it might be a little easier. Um, and then, of course, if he ends up playing Denver or or or, or, or Phoenix, definitely I have to deal with. Because uh, in game five, there. yeah, well, Memphis Joe is going to going to play strong coming out the box. They're going to play determined. They're going to play with sense of urgency because their backs are against the wall. If the Lakers, I, I think that's absolutely scarlet blue. And, you know, if the Lakers can keep it close by halftime, anything is possible. Well, they have to. They have to not make these mistakes they were making. It's different when you do it on the road versus at home. Don't make these boneheaded mistakes. But then again, every game is different. They might have five turnovers the whole game and lose still. You don't know. There's no there's no formula anymore in this league to to, to figure out a win. There just isn't. Um, you have to be out Kawhi Leonard, Paul George to, to, to for sure lose at that point. But that's because you're playing against Durant, uh, a, a capable Chris Paul, Aiton, and 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 uh, Devin Booker. Uh, you're not going to have any, and they were still keeping it close without those guys. So it's 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 the NBA is brave new world, man. It's a brave new game, and every game has its own personality. I have no idea how Game Five is going to play out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers blew them out, and I wouldn't be surprised if we got blown out. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a close game Memphis won, if it was a close game Lakers won. I don't I have no feeling on it. Tonight, I fair I share the same feelings that that Sean had. I actually was not nervous tonight at all. I got excited. I was in the game, but I didn't feel one irregular heartbeat at any point in this game. I I don't know why. Even when they were down seven, even when they were down seven, it didn't hit. And sometimes when you've watched enough games, and been around this long enough, there's this indirect, natural feeling of, of the game that just you kind of just kick into. And you don't – you just don't know. You don't know it's, really what, what what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's what's known as um, 
a moment of clarity, Joe, it like swaths over you that, that positive reinforcement, just like, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's going back and forth right now, but we're good. We're solid. It's, it's, it's a mindset, right? And, and it, it's contagious. Like Joe, um, Joe loves the, uh, the quote from Billy Bean in Moneyball where he tells the guys, I hate losing more than winning. And there's a difference. And you have to understand what somebody really means when they say that. And Joe says it's a disease. And he's right. It is. Yeah, losing is a disease in so many facets of life. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and become the next David Groggins or whatever, but it's there's a, there's a mindset that winners have. And it's, it's not really something you can explain other than you just don't allow yourself to want to lose. You, you lose more than you win, no matter what, it, what's going on in your life. Uh, we're not, we don't have our hands in this. We're, we're just spectators watching, right? But you can take what you're watching in, in, in a, in a, it's a sport. It's something that's not life or death, but there's, there's traits there that can define a mentality, mentality of we're going to win beyond, you know, without any doubt, we're going to win this. And <laughs> so Shaq, Shaq had the, uh, the line of the night. Um, he said, Actually, Bro- I, think, Dil- I think Sovereign reminding us about Joe Soros line is the line of the night, but go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he said, yeah, Dylan Brooks said, you don't respect somebody until they get 40. LeBron got 20 and 20 tonight. That makes 40. Well, again, well, just d- when d- it Dylan- mattered the most, Dylan couldn't guard him. Dylan Brooks is what Jordan was saying in the last dance. It's easy. Like Sean was saying about the front runner thing. It's easy to talk smack when you're up 10 or win. Let's see if you talk smack when you're down 10. He should have been talking smack to LeBron when they were going back and forth, but he wasn't. He was getting burned by him. And you can't tell a guy in LeBron's position that he's something he's not without backing it up. You're talking about a guy that's what, 12, 13 years younger, maybe more? How old is Dylan Brooks? 25? 27? Yeah. 25. So he's 12 years old. 27, excuse me. So you're talking about a guy who's in his prime prime. 27 is the NBA prime number of primes. And you're getting your ass whooped by a guy who's almost 40, who's who's logged in, if you count playoff games, probably close to 24 years of, of NBA basketball. What do you say then? What, what, what? What would we ask Dylan Brooks? Well, he so his, he he told them. He, didn't you see that conversation they had, Joe? He I said your your ass the one before a game. Your ass is causing too many problems, and you're just fooling around out here. Do your job. Do your so, job. He, so he, he he basically called him a clown to his face. He said he said you're fooling around out here. He called him a clown to his yeah. face. 
Yeah. And that's, that's a good way to go about it. And I think LeBron's handled it really well. You, uh, you, there needs to be harder questions to Dylan Brooks. And again, I enjoy the banter because it kind of gives a, the, 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 uh, a rivalry type feel. Uh, but at the same time, as a, as a reporter or as a whomever, I, you got to ask the right question. Like Dylan Brooks, at what point are you going to back up what you're saying? Well, he can't, Joe. He can't that, back that up. Would, exactly. That would st- that's the record screeching. What reporter will ask Dylan Brooks, at what point are you going to back up your talk? Talk is cheap. It's not like Draymond Green. Draymond Green can talk all he wants. He's got two of the greatest shooters of all time behind him. Of course he can talk, right? It's 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 different here. Who, who's going to back you up if you're not going to do it? Just saying. I, I would just say that... Uh... If I had one uh, one small critique tonight, um, although he did have 21 points, I really want to see the ball more in Austin Reeves' hands, Gerald. I think um, he out, outside of LeBron, um, I would say he's our highest b-ball IQ with uh, with the dribble. Um, so I I would like to see him have. And I think game five is a great opportunity for both uh, Rui and Austin Reeves to, to you know, like Joe said, it's it's possible that uh, Memphis just uh, were in that hostile barn and they just uh, blow the doors off of us. Uh, but it's just, like Joe said, it was equally as pos- probable that uh, we do the same thing to them. But I really want to see... Uh, Austin Reeves get the ball more and take more of an initiative on offense because I think at this point in time, Le- I think LeBron's given him the green light if if he wants to attack or thinks he's got a matchup he can exploit. He respects Reeves' intellect enough to do it. Um, and to be quite honest and frank, um, all due respect to guys like uh, Mario Chalmers, Norris Cole, you know, it's been a while since he had a he had a young guy who could do something like this. So I think it would be uh, important for Reeves's development and important for the Lakers to have him have a little bit more responsibility with the ball. Once again, it's the Lakers winning one seventeen. To 111. They are now up three games to one as it heads back to Memphis on Wednesday. Joe, still got a little bit more I want to talk to you about. Uh, one of the things Hoodie brought up, uh, who's on Twitch, and give him a big shout out. He is a Memphis fan, but you know what? He's here uh, in the chat. And thank you so much, King Jess, for subscribing. Truly appreciate it. I do want to give him a lot of respect as a Memphis fan for being here and showing up and talking. You know, he's he's Talling out the Grizz as far as in seven. The series ain't over yet. At least he's here still talking. Unlike his players that he respects, like John Morant and Dilla Brooks, who decided not to talk after tonight's game. What does that say to you? What does that say to you? I don't I'm, I'm All never, talk after game two and they win. I've, I've, at some point, you're, you're going to show who you are when it matters. And it's there's no point in giving attention to, to slap slappies. You know, I call them slappies, slap nuts, slaps. Uh, it's, it's just a more tame word that still has a, a little bit of a sting to it, right? 
Uh, I don't know. Did, did John Morant talk? Nope. They all the, John Morant and Dylan. No, Brooks did they the talk after they won Game Two? Even John Morant when he didn't play. I, oh, I, I yeah yeah. Did he talk yeah, they were him? all talking. Oh, it's it's not an accident that when you talk out your Yahoo, uh, when you're not supposed to, this is the kind of result that ends up usually happening, which is you're down three one against the seventh seed, a, a team that was in thirteenth place in the West for for almost four months. So should the Lakers win one of the next two games, you're going to be talking all the way to your house and staying there watching NBA basketball on TV, and that's another thing that. The comment that the comments need to be, you know, brought out to with these guys. So, what are you guys going to do on the couch uh, tonight, and well, the next two months? If you you know, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't go the way that you told it, you got to face the music. As simple as that. Yeah, you're not. You, you, Can't hide. You got to be there in defeat. We saw the Detroit Pistons walk like cowards when they got smacked by the Bulls in 1991. Uh, they were blaming Lambeer. They were blaming Isaiah. They were blaming everyone on the planet. You know, what's funny is no one talks about Joe Dumars shaking hands with the Bulls and Michael Jordan, right? But everybody remembers the bad ones. Everybody remembers the the Isaiah Thomas crouching behind Bill Lambeer, right? Well, that cost you uh, the Olympic team, being on the dream team, and stop blaming other people for your actions, right? But... They at least won championships. They at least backed up their talk. What have these guys done? What is Clay Thompson? Go ask Clay Thompson what he feels. I'm going to listen to Clay Thompson personally. I'm going to I'm going to listen to a guy who already said this a couple of years ago that these guys are essentially clowns that act like they've won something when they haven't. And the reason why I love and mention Clay Thompson is when you listen to Clay Thompson talk and describe things, he talks like we do. There isn't this cliche BS garbage that most of these guys are taught to talk. He's free. He's freewheeling, man. He's freewheeling. And not only is he freewheeling, he's intelligent and very, very uh, assertive in what he says. So, and I remember there was some guys like, oh, why is Clay Thompson whining? I'm like, oh, Clay Thompson's not like his head coach. He's not like Steve Kerr. Clay Thompson's different. Steph Curry, different. Draymond, jackass. Like you don't and have. You, you, and and the, Clay, Clay has that cred, Joe, amongst the league as being one of the most respected guys in it. So, if he's calling you a bum, you're and a bum. He's call, calling you a clown, you're a clown. You're this a is bum. Michael Thompson's kid. This this Michael Thompson doesn't raid no dummies. Michael Thompson, one of the best people ever. Okay, so. Credibility matters. Get some credibility before you start yapping. Okay? Start doing, start playing before you do this. Win something. Yeah. Now now we're going to call you the Beale Street bums. I mean, you're going to go uh, two seed and, and get bought out by, by a Laker team that was supposed to be dead fish. I mean, that's a, that's a terrible way to go. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know. That, I, mean, I guess losing to, Phoenix would have been bad, I guess, too. I don't know. I, I don't know. But uh, Lakers need to take this day off coming up tomorrow. Uh, I believe uh, Darvin Ham said that uh, Anthony Davis is going to get around-the-clock care for his hip. 
his balls, his chest, his face. I don't know whatever ice it is. Ice bath, ice bath. And uh, get get that stuff iced down and get yourself ready for uh, a game five that's going to be even harder than all the other four you've played. Imagine that. It's going to be harder to win that game than any game in this series, even game seven. So because even in a game seven, the Grizzlies are going to be scared to, to lose that game. In this situation – they're gonna play like they've got nothing to lose because you know that's that's just what it, how how it works. So I'm I'm excited I'm excited to see uh, how they react if the Lakers come out and win Game Five. There's there's it's gonna say a lot about what the future holds, the near future holds for this team and how deep they can go in the playoffs. That's that's for sure. Once again, the Lakers do win one seventeen to one eleven to get a. Three to one series lead on the Memphis Grizzlies. And I know we're going to have more coverage tomorrow and talk about what the Lakers need to do to step up in game five. Magic Man, any last thoughts before I bring it back to Joe for On the Way Out? Uh, yes, Gerald. Um, you know what? I know uh, a lot of people are going to critique AD's offensive output tonight. Don't care. Through four games, he has 19 blocks, seven steals. He's been the force defensively. Triple J won Defensive Player of the Year, Gerald, but Anthony Davis is outplaying him defensively. He's outplaying the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he's well, he, our, Triple J, he is. Triple J did play well as well. In the, he, he, you know, a lot of blocks for him. Sure. Uh, I No, I, under, I understand the Lakers that. Lakers drove it right into him, and, and he sent a few back. So the Lakers maybe have to try and do what the candidates when they're driving to look more towards the pass instead of just straight on drives to try no, and get it out of the play. No. I, no, I understand that, but the ledger still reads uh, we're up 3-1. And that's the beautiful part. That's the yes. absolutely beautiful yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, because, because – AD did have a stinker of a game offensively. And the Lakers still win. And, so and the Lakers still the win. Yes. Uh, this team has a lot of resolve and a lot of guts. And that's positive. That's one of the most positive attributes we could find, you know, in the first 20, 25 games of the Durbin-Ham experience is that at least it's ingrained in his team's in their DNA that they just fight and claw and will scratch to get back. And it's shone through Gerald because we're up three, one. Absolutely. And that's what's most important for us here at the Lakers fast break. Joe, again, a very thrilling victory, uh, you know, up by 15 down by seven Lakers come back strong, close it out. Uh, thrilling victory. LeBron and AD stepping up when it matters the most. The rest of the team providing much-needed help. Great defense for most of the game. Offense in and out, but it came on when it mattered the most. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Get your rest, folks. LeBron, get that those knees iced down and go back into the lab and Get whatever you got from Germany and put it in there, and get, let's get ready to close the sucker up on uh, on Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. I mean, I mean Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why I thought today was Sunday. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it's. I think talking is done in terms of this series. Uh, I think they've gotten each other's understanding on what they're capable of. At this point, it's just grit and effort 
and who's going to make the shots and who's not going to make the shots. This was the perfect example tonight of a team, two teams that were making shots all game long. And in the end, there was only really one that could do it. And that's usually how these games end is one superstar, two superstars, whatever, end up taking over and winning the game. And that's what you got. Uh, one of my favorite games, I think, for a very long time. This was one of my favorite games. I really, really enjoyed the game tonight. I, I think the fact that I wasn't nervous made it a lot easier because I could actually sit there and enjoy it. A lot of times when you're nervous, you don't really enjoy the journey of the game. Uh, you enjoy it after if they win, you're, you go back and you you have the memory of it. But you rare, I rarely will be in a game and, and enjoying the game as it's going. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. Um, I watched the Steelers win two Super Bowls, but it were miserable games, miserable games to watch. I was miserable. I was only really happy until they won a game after the game was over. So I never really got a chance to really enjoy those games. With basketball, it's a little bit less drastic because you do have a seven-game series. Um, obviously, the Lakers have won six championships in the last – 23 years, so that keeps it a little bit more fresh and uh, less hectic. But what is uh, what? Did, what's his name saying, uh, Waterboy? What's I know he he said four steak dinners, uh, but I'm going to use the six the six uh, Larry O'Briens. Uh, what's better than six Larry O'Briens? Sean, finish it off for me. Sean, Sean, uh, you got to answer this. In the zone. He's in that still Zen like. Yeah, no, no, I can't answer it, Joe. Sorry, I'm in. All right, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask it again. So this right. is this, next time you need to pay attention when I'm not when when you're when I'm not talking. You remember, he's uh, had a busy night. So in in Waterboy, uh, there's a phrase of what's what's better than a than I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing. What's better than a four steak dinner? What four steak dinners? What's better than four steak dinners? Is that like five steak dinners? There you go. Yeah. So I was saying, what's yeah. better than six Larry O'Briens in the last 23 years? Seven. seven. Yes, now, sir. Here's the other thing. The seventh means 18 total, which means for the first time since, I believe, 1964, or 65, the Lakers will have had the lead of most championships in the NBA. I want to be alive for that. I think I got some time, but I want to see it now. I'd love to see it this year against the Celtics because it's looking like the Celtics are probably going to go away, uh, at least to the finals. Unless 60, 63, Joe. Yeah, uh, 63 there. I'm, I almost got it. So we're talking 63, guys. We're talking 60 years. 60 years since that's happened. Can we break it on the 60th season? Stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. But we'll be back tomorrow for NBA observations to go ahead and talk about what's going on with the NBA playoffs, plus also set you up for game five on Wednesday. You never know. We might throw in a snack pack or two. You never know before then as well. But once again, thanks so much again for everybody out there from Hoodie on Twitch. Then everybody 
on Facebook, J. John and Kenneth out there, fried chicken who still wants to challenge Joe to a bite and come down from Glendale. You did eat steakums, so much respect on the steakums. I love steakums, so you know what? Much respect for you on that. Plus, also as well, Terrence, Lewis, great to have you here. Zangerstein, always, you're the best. Search and Destroy, you're awesome. Truly great. Intel Wild, you know you're a legend. Everybody out there is part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Stell, of course, Sovereign. So many great people that are out there. That's part of the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. More good numbers from us. We just truly appreciate everything that you do for us right here. Fried chicken is like fisticuffs. <laughs> Fried chicken. Uh, Gerald, b- before we before we head on out. Um, sure. Before we head on out, uh, we've we've talked about whether or not uh, Golden State can finally win a game on the road. Um, the Kings are going to be without De'Aaron Fox for. We a don't know that for sure. That he has a broken fingertip, but he's okay. Not I, I I heard I saw reports that said he was going to be definitely out, but that's still up in the air. Still up in the air. So. Okay. All right. Um, that's still though, Gerald, I mean, to break the finger, to break the index finger, the most important one in, uh, shooting a ball, um, that's going to be very difficult for the Kings to overcome, Gerald. Absolutely. But we'll see what happens. My friend, we'll go ahead and report on NBA observations. Then game five, be there, join us playback.tv slash Lakers fast break plus also as well. After the game, of course, the best Lakers chat room that's out there and the best post game you will find anywhere on the Lakers or the NBA is always right here. You know what? More snack packs. Absolutely. We're going to try to provide more snack packs as well over the next couple of days. So go ahead and check that out. Plus also, again, the best post game that you can find out there is nowhere else than right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Stay safe.